0: Happy Halloween, folks! Happy spooky day! So, we found out back when we first started this season that we were going to get the chance to do a Halloween episode, and for anyone who doesn't know, I am a massive Halloween enthusiast.
1: I always thought I was, and then I met you.
0: (laughs) I'm intense about it. I dress up every single year. I don't care how old I am. You are never too old to get into the Halloween spirit, and I... Quick
1: interjection, you dress up, like, it's not just, like, oh, I buy any generic outfit. No, you make your own costume, and it's the coolest costumes I've seen ever. Like, mm, give yourself more
0: credit. I, no, I'm proud of my costumes. Back <laughs> my freshman year, I did a um a really detailed pirate costume, and, like, I had this dress that I was going to wear for another event that I ended up not wearing it for. I had, like, a really cheap, like, spirit Halloween corset, and then I worked on, what do you call it? Like bruise makeup, like injury makeup. Special effects makeup? Special effects makeup, that's it. Ha! I worked on that for like weeks to get the look that I wanted to pull off this pirate costume. I had all of these like prop pieces. It was really cool. I absolutely loved this costume. However, I forgot I had makeup on. (laughs) And then I FaceTimed one of my friends. Oh god, no. Who also didn't know that I was wearing makeup. (laughs) And they were like oh my God, did you get in a fight? With the makeup brush. (laughs) I was like, what what did you mean did I get in a fight? Like, no, I didn't get in a fight. Why did you ask? And they were like, because you're all beat up and bloody. And then I caught a glimpse of myself in the the camera thing, like the little square box. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I never took off my makeup. (laughs) And
1: this makeup was definitely, like, believable. I have seen the pictures, and just just take my word for
0: it, guys. I can understand why this friend was concerned. I will not spoil my Halloween costume for this year quite yet. But I'll think about posting pictures of it along with this episode. I think that'd be a really cool idea, Maggie. (laughs) Please do. But no, again, I am so into Halloween. I always have been. I was always really disappointed the years that I didn't get to put as much effort into my costumes, and I wanted to go all out this year, and I was so excited with the prospect of doing a Halloween episode that I, the first thing I did was I texted you, and I was like, we need (laughs) to do a Halloween episode. We kind of tabled it for the moment because we didn't know who we were going to talk about. Or how we would talk about it. Right. But... Flash forward a couple of weeks ago, we're thinking forward to this episode. I'm just casually scrolling through Instagram and I come across something called Songs of the Pumpkin Boy. So, a few emails later, here we are. From Mackinac to Motown, from Muskegon to Madonna, you're listening to the Musical Mitten. I'm Maggie.
1: And I'm Bree, coming to you from Olivet College. This is your guide to all things music, all from the state of Michigan.
2: My name is Mike Johnson, and in terms of what I do and being on the program today, um, since I think 2016, I've been kind of the producer, manager, whatever, uh, curator of this uh, annual Halloween compilation called Songs of the Pumpkin Boy. We just put out Songs of the Pumpkin Boy, Volume 7.
0: Would it be a little bit on the nose to ask you what your favorite holiday is?
2: Yeah, I think that one gives itself away. It is Halloween. I think, uh, I think I teetered between that and Christmas growing up, but um, I don't know, something about Halloween, I feel like part of what motivated the project in the first place is that Christmas is just everywhere. It's so universal, it's so comprehensive, like you can't escape it. And it felt like Halloween as you got older, it kind of falls to the background a little bit. So yeah, just me and some musician friends and people I was in bands with and all that, we just kind of talked about that. And then we're like, yeah, there should be more than like three Halloween songs.
0: How did Songs of the Pumpkin Boy all come together? Like, how did that get started?
2: Yeah, so the first year we did it, I was recording a debut EP with this band I was in at the time called Book of Symbols. And we had a batch of songs, and there was one song on there that just didn't quite fit the EP, but we liked it as a song. It was called Close Keep, and it was pretty, like, dark-sounding, kind of naughty and all that. We're like, well, we want to do this song, but I don't think it works in the EP so then we had to idea, like, well, what if we just recorded it as like a Halloween one-off and we just throw it out as like a single. And then when we said that myself and then John Reader, who's mastered all the compilations and he's always been involved with like compiling and sequencing and all that. He's like, well, I have a song sitting around that is kind of spookyish. I could wrap that up and like, maybe I'll throw that out there as a Halloween song too. And like, okay, I think I have one that I could wrap up and make like a little EP or whatever. So it was just going to be that. And then we ran into... Shane Tripp, a friend of ours and a Grand Rapids musician at the bar one night, we were talking about the project. And he said, Oh, you know, I actually have a Halloween song a r- long time ago and never recorded. And I'm like, Oh, really? So had him over to my house and recorded his song. And then it was only then once he kind of came into the fold, like, it seems like there's a lot of people out there who at least if they don't already have a Halloween song on their hands, they have an inclination towards like, Oh, yeah, I given the avenue or given the the outlet for it, I'd be interested in putting something together Halloween about Halloween. So Yeah, we released that first year, which was just like, I think, six songs and then kind of just had the fence. Like, I think we should try this again next year. And we did. And then we had a handful more artists that did that. And it just kind of got bigger every year. And yeah, it's been it's been anyway. Yeah. To answer your question, that's how it got started. And it's just been a train that has not stopped.
1: And you've mentioned you've been doing this since about 2016. But do you have a favorite song or even year of producing?
2: I think that one thing that one safe thing I can say about the project, which happens to be true is that I do think it's gotten better every year. We've had more artists every year. We've had more musical variants. And cause the first year we started, it was, you know, three people within the same band. So we're all taking a stab at it, but you know, obviously that all kind of falls in the same wheelhouse. I do think that throughout the years there have been some songs. I just feel like this could be like an instant classic, like Halloween song, like Shane's song from the first year celebrating Halloween. I feel like could get played forever and should be in like a, a kid's movie or something like that. There's one from Songs of the Pumpkin Boy, Volume 4. It's Jess Kramer, who's been a songwriter in Grand Rapids, like, forever. Her and James Duke collaborated on a song called Good Bones that I think also should be in the rotation on people's Spotify playlists and all that. But, um, yeah, so I think the project's gotten cooler and bigger and more interesting every year. But every now and then, yeah, one does pop through. It's like, I feel like this is a song that, like, people that aren't even looking for Halloween music could just, like, dig this.
0: How did you come up with the title Songs of the Pumpkin Boy?
2: Yeah, so the first year we made it, this was before we were even sure we were ever going to do it again. I think we were all the studio. At the time, it was Matt Tenclay Studio, Amber Audio in Grand Rapids. And we were just wrapping up the mastering for the collection. It was just, I don't even know who said it, but it was just like a, a dumb joke, just a really overwrought name for an EP. So Songs of the Pumpkin Boy, Volume 1. We decided at that time it would be Volume 1, even if there never was a Volume 2. So I do not I don't think there's any significance behind it, other than it sounded like some old and, like, overly verbose title that we just thought was funny.
1: And you've mentioned that you didn't really expect to kind of end up doing this type of project, but have you messed around with music in the past? Did you see yourself doing this sort of thing in the future?
2: Music, for me, has always just been a hobby, fun thing to do with friends, and just a creative outlet. It's cool to just make stuff, put it out there, more for the process itself. So no, I I never saw... This becoming something that went on year after year and, you know, kind of picking it like, okay, it's 100 days out from Halloween is a good time to send out some curation emails who who might be interested. But it kind of, I mean, in my in my day to day job and my, you know, making money to exist in the world kind of thing, I, I've done a lot of project management and stuff like that. So it kind of came naturally, okay, I know how to write these emails, I guess I can take up this end of things to keep it going.
0: Outside of Halloween music, what style do you think you fall
2: under? my solo music is called anything. So you can look at any year. There's a, there's a song on there from that band. It's, I hate the word indie, but it's indie. It's uh, I would say if you, if you like Modest Mouse, Pinback, Sufjan Stevens, Radiohead, I, I ripped them all off. So it, it's all, it's all in there. It's a, it's a jumble. It, it's cool too. And this is something I've talked with different artists about, because I do have some songs that, for Pumpkin Boy that I never would have made as a regular. Like I have one song called Boney, which I think is on Pumpkin Boy 2. And that's just like a a really silly, like I'm a skeleton, you're a skeleton, we're all skeletons and I'm shouting and there's xylophones and all that. And it's kind of cool to give that outlet to artists, like to make something that, you know, you don't have to be defined by this. You don't have to feel like you're putting this out there and people are going to expect you to sound like that or expect that this is some like new avenue. It's more just like, I just tried... I just felt like doing something weird. So I went for that. So it's it's cool to uh, be able to give artists kind of that that channel.
1: This isn't so much a question as it is just a comment that I really appreciate you doing this type of thing where a you give various types of artists this platform and highlight moment, but also that freedom to express themselves and be more creative and dabble in different areas. And I just really love that because I feel like that's something we try to do a lot here also.
0: Also, I feel like every artist has a Christmas album, but not every artist has a Halloween album. So you're doing a great thing here. We really appreciate it.
1: I honestly prefer it to the All I Want for Christmas or the Marriott. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's Whenever like we tried to get people who were doing the thing for the first time, like get them in the mindset, like what is a Halloween song? Like, well, there's the Monster Mash. I guess there's Thriller. There's only like a handful. and there's, there's something there that works. There, I, I don't know how in music theory you'd put together what sounds spooky or creepy or whatever, what sound effects are enough without being too much. But yeah, it, it's been cool to see like that little handful of songs could be its own world the same way that, you know, jingle bells and jazzy chords can be Christmas.
0: You have a, like a favorite memory from over the years that you've been doing this.
2: Not really. It kind of comes and goes. We've been trying to make more of an effort to like have our releases be a thing, but myself, mostly myself, I- I'm quite, I can be quite a procrastinator sometimes. So usually like we're all excited about it, We're getting everyone together and then it's like, ah, the album's got to come out. And then it's a lot of last minute rush, rush to get it out. So I think it was for Pumpkin Boy volume six, which would have been last year. We, for the first time um, actually did like a release party and we had a lot of people over to John's house, John Reader, who like I said, he, he goes by the artist name Bilge and he's been on all of them and he masters all the collections too, which I want to shout out. That's, that's a big task because you get people recording in all these different environments with different equipment, going for different types of sounds. So it's kind of up to him to make them sound of a piece as much as possible, rather than just like a playlist to make it sound like actually an album. But yeah, so we actually, we had artists over at his house and it was cool because most of the people I had never met in person. I'd it, it always just been through email and they had not met each other. So, and yeah, everyone just got along really well and just kind of turned into a little bit of a, a party. But I felt like that was really cool just to see like, it doesn't just have to be the singular prompt for people to create songs, but it also can be that like, oh, I'm discovering art- other artists this way. And like, I actually think they're really cool. and might want to you know, do something with them or something like that, or even just be friends and all that. So that felt pretty cool to... see happen
0: have you ever thought about getting people together to do a live show with this
2: that's the dream yes especially like we we have a number of artists who've done it multiple years and even people that haven't like we like it's it's west michigan based i think every now and then someone who's moved away will still do a song but you know it's mostly rooted there so yeah I, i think maybe that's a goal for next year to to get everyone together and like do a live show and and maybe, you know, maybe premiere the album the same day. I, I don't know exactly what it looked like, but I think it'd be really cool. And yeah, I know, I, 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 I start to over plan. I think, well, all right, we've got the common back line. So even if someone doesn't have a full band, you know, maybe some other people will volunteer and figure out their song and we'll make sure it gets played even just the one time. But yes, that is that is definitely on the, the bucket list for this project.
1: This is your Point
0: of the Mitten trivia question of the week. Last week we asked, which other late 90s, early 2000s Michigan artist has a similar style to the Electric Six? If you were thinking of the White Stripes, you'd be right. We've referenced them a few times over the course of the show, so we're no stranger to their sound. For this week's question, we thought we'd get a little spooky. If you love Halloween music as much as we do, you might know this Halloween anthem by a former Motown artist. If you think you know the song and who sang it, add us on Twitter, at The and we'll be back next week with the answer and a shout-out for who got it right. You've been listening to The Musical Mitten. I'm Maggie.
1: And I'm Bree. If you've been with us since the beginning, you know that we started as a radio show on W.O.C.R. 891 The One, Olivet College.
0: Our goal when we started was to share all of the incredible talent from across the state of Michigan, past and present.
1: Now, we've been able to talk to artists from all over the state and share their stories with you.
0: If you have any suggestions for who we talk about or to in the future, fill out the form on our website, themusicalmitten.com.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in.
0: Just so we're all on the same page, we have been talking to Mike Johnson, who is one of the creators behind Songs of the Pumpkin Boy, which has been going strong for a few years now. And we have been so excited to talk to him about what that whole process has been like.
1: To learn more about Mike and his story and figure out more about how this album comes to be every year, then stay tuned. Do you have a creative process for how you put all of these intricate pieces together and make everything sound more fluid or something advice you give each of your artists?
2: Artists, we don't, we let them run free. The The only thing we tell them is make a song about Halloween. If you want to listen to the other compilations to get an idea of what other people have done, go for it. But um, really just run with whatever you feel is right. Whether that's making something that's like kind of like a scary story that you're sharing with people, or if you're, It's more like a nostalgic and, and even just sound wise. And it's kind of run the gamut in genre and in production style. But no, we don't, we don't really provide anything to anyone. And that's why it's always kind of miraculous when it comes back and we're like, oh, this actually all kind of works. And then in terms of sequencing and getting it to feel like an album, that's just guess and check. I feel like every year it's like, okay, this one feels like an opener. This one feels like a closer. And now let's figure out where the other 15 songs go. And it's just try this here, try this here. Yeah, how it works out.
0: If you could pick one person who you've never worked with before to collaborate on a Pumpkin Boy album, who would it be?
2: Um, that's a great question. Well, here's a personal challenge. So seeing as this is a Grand Rapids birthed project, I'm going to shout out Brian Vander Ark from The Verve Pipe. So let's, let's, uh yeah, let's, let's get him on board. I know he's ventured into children's albums and all that stuff. Seems like a Halloween song wouldn't be too far outside of it.
0: I can already imagine it in his voice, but no, that would be so cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, because I feel like I'm I'm pretty decently in touch with people that are like currently in the scene, all that. So if people haven't done it, they're at least aware of it, and just kind of on them on a year to year basis. Do I have time for it or whatever? But yeah, I guess I guess that would be the the white whale in Grand Rapids. It feels like they're they're kind of the they they're the ones who have made it the biggest. So.
1: I'm sorry that that answer shocked me so much that I was like a little
0: caught <laughs> off guard. I can I can totally see it, though. I mean, the Verve Pipe is just great and definitely like that Grand Rapids, Lansing area. But I absolutely love that. I mean,
2: yeah, so uh, I don't know at at the Verve Pipe, you've been called out, you've been called the task Pumpkin Boy Volume 8 coming up next year.
1: So Pumpkin Boy Volume 7 just dropped, and I was just wondering if you have any other projects on the horizon that we should keep an eye out for.
2: I'm working on my own solo material all the time. I don't really have any dates on things. It's, uh, it's just kind of slow going, and when it comes together, it comes together. But yeah, I think outside of myself, I would just encourage anyone to check out the album. It's on everything now. It's on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, Bandcamp, whatever, whatever your favorite thing is. But, uh, yeah just i i would just check out the artists and this year like once again like mostly when i go through the invite process i take like a day or two and i just go through band camp and i just go through bands that are tagged lansing kelm zoo grand rapids whatever i'm like they sound cool they sound cool they sound cool or they sound like someone who might possibly have something to say about halloween or whatever and try to keep it really broad but i i guess um just for my end, I'm I'm more excited to just dive into what these other bands have going on because I just feel like they're really cool. Yeah, mostly I'm just just looking for you know if, if people are looking for some different background tunes for whatever their Halloween goings on going ons are. Check out Songs of the Pumpkin Boy Volume Seven or any of the other ones. It's it's a whole pile. I think with this year's compilation where it's up to like 79 songs and so many hours of music, I've, it's a lot. So there's, there's a lot to go through there. It's just cool to be able to kind of beam about the project a little bit. And, and like I said, mostly it's just, I, I wanna throw it back to just all the artists because it's no small feat making any song. And so like with this project, not only are you challenging someone to make a song, but you're also saying, but it's gotta be somewhere in this ballpark thematically. And also there's a due date. And any artist who completes a song on a due date, they're, they're, they're doing God's work because that's, it's, it's, it's really, I know I'll, I'll sit on songs for years and, you know, cause there's no one pushing you to get it done. So just people that have done it and like all the pretty great music that's, that's come out of it, props to all of them for doing so. And also on your end for podcasts, i mean I know like it's all work. That's the thing. It sounds fun. and It's fun for people to listen to, but like it, it is a lot of work. And um, I feel like it's just uh really cool for people to have what, what you two are doing to be able to connect with what else is out there. Cause I, I feel like that's even something with bands. Like I, I when I was playing live more often in Grand Rapids, I'd run into artists that I felt like, Oh, you must know this other band. You, you seem like you would really like each other. And they'd never heard of each other. And it's just like, I feel like a lot of times there, there is, there's programs like this missing or, or, Opportunities for connections like this that the world could use more of.
0: Yeah, I think we've kind of experienced a very similar thing with we started out with a handful of artists that we knew were from the state. And then as we started actually traveling for the show and like meeting people, we were like, there's this incredible culture of music in Michigan. And getting to meet some of those bands that maybe nobody knows about has been the greatest experience of our lives.
1: And not only getting to meet them, but like you said, sharing their story and getting it around to other people like us or potential all the other artists who might also enjoy them or wanna to work together and collaborate. I think it'd be cool if we were responsible for like getting two of our favorite bands to work together somehow. <laughs>
2: That'd be amazing. Yeah. I, I, I think I've said my piece. I, I, I very much appreciate uh, you two making the time, taking the time, and uh, giving, giving me a, a chance to puff my chest about songs of the pumpkin boy
0: actually before you go one last question just out of curiosity what's your favorite like halloween movie or tradition
2: oh yeah my favorite halloween movie is halloween three season of the witch now that's the one in the series that isn't it doesn't have michael myers it doesn't have white Mask dude it's oh i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna nerd out here so they they decided after halloween one and two they're gonna do a pivot like you know what No more of that. Now it's just going to be every year. It's just a story that takes place on Halloween. And the third one is so insane. There's like a haunted mask factory and there's druids and there's like a child sacrifice and a really bad jingle for silver shamrock. And it's, it's insane. It's totally bonkers, but like, it's like the most hollow, it's like three Halloween movies jammed into one and it's like not a masterpiece, but In terms of just like the aesthetic of Halloween and like the vibe, it's my favorite thing. And the lead actor is just like a really regular looking dude who carries himself like he's a sex symbol and it's strange. And I just don't know why any Halloween movie needs that, but I don't know. So Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. I would, can't recommend it strongly enough.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much. We've really enjoyed this. This has been a lot of fun. I mean, I love Halloween and I love your music,
2: so. Thank you so much.
0: Once again, folks, happy Halloween. We've had a great time, and I think it's time to go listen to some Halloween music.
1: This has been The Musical Mitten, where we bring you all things music from Michigan. Check out our Instagram and Twitter at The Musical MI for any announcements, events, and more.
0: All of our past episodes, radio show, and podcast are on our website at TheMusicalMitten.com. Again, that's T H E M U S I C A L M I T T E C-O-M. Check for updates in all of those places or keep listening in for weekly episodes. We'll be back next week.